Hey everyone, welcome to Entrepreneurship by Design with Dr. C. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline, and thank you so much for joining us today. Entrepreneurship looks different for everyone. How and why we start our business, challenges that occur, pivots we have to make, success we achieve, all while life is happening. That's why I love sharing these inspiring entrepreneurs with you and shed light that there is enough room for everyone to succeed and thrive, even if you're in the same industry. I'm so glad you're here today because we have an amazing guest with us, Dara. Dara is a retired school principal who now uses her passion for healthy eating to guide individuals by sharing incredible recipes and action steps they can take to put more plants on their plates. In doing so, many individuals are losing weight and seeing overall healthy changes. In addition to that, she has recently become an Amazon best-selling author. Thank you so much for being here today, Dara. It is such a pleasure to have you. And I would love for you to just dive into your journey, how you got here today, and then we can go a little bit deeper. Okay. Well, thanks so much, Dr. C, for having me here today. I am super, super excited to be here. And my journey actually um, started probably 35 years ago when I was a teacher at that time and was introduced to network marketing. And so I always had kind of like this little side gig going while I was teaching. And then um, the latter part of my teaching career, I became a principal and um, I really loved that part of my job. It was very, very stressful. And so the entrepreneurial side of me kind of uh, slowed down a bit just because I had so much to do as a principal. Yeah. And so uh, last June, I retired full time from, um, from my principal job. And so then I jumped with both feet in and said, okay, you know what, it's time to get back into uh, being an entrepreneur and bringing um, to people my passion. And uh, my passion really is around being healthy and helping people be healthy and become healthier. Yes, I love it. And I think that's something that we can all use a little bit more of or understand it a little bit better. And I love that you took that leap. And after you're retired, you're like, all right, I'm going to go full time in this. And I feel like that's such a beautiful thing because you can have a full career and then switch gears too. And that's part of the process. And how did your passion for eating healthy and sharing recipes develop? Can you share personal experience or moments that sparked that interest? I think it started, you know, my, my mother um she always cooked fresh food like we did not have packaged food growing up so that was never really a part of you know what I ate and so I always ate you know fresh food and then when I raised my kids I wanted to make sure of course I was giving them healthy foods now when I was raising my children of course, as all, you know, busy parents are, we were busy and, you know, didn't always give them the healthiest foods. But, I, you know, I tried to keep that in mind. And um, I, as I've gotten older, and, you know, I'm 64 now, and I see a lot of my, my friends who are really struggling with health issues. And I realize that, you know, because I have eaten healthy, I believe this is a big part of it. I've eaten healthy. I've always taken uh, high quality supplements because I know that, you know, we can't always get all of our nutrients from the food that we eat. And um, I am, you know, like blessed with really good health. And uh, I am on no medication, which a lot of my friends at this age are on various types of medications. And I 
wanted to, you know, so I guess I just grew up eating healthy and have just always embraced that. And now as I'm getting older, I'm even, I guess the research is different now and there's more options out there. And, um, you know, that's what really got me into eating more plant-based, which is where I am now. Yes, absolutely. And I love that it inspired that and just the passion's been there and how long has healthy eating been important to you? I know you said like growing up, where was that really initial understanding of why it's important to be and what makes it important for you in particular? Right. I think it was when I started where um, my network marketing career, when I was in a health and wellness business and started, you know, learning about supplements and the importance of that. And I have just always studied. I, I, I watch a lot of, um, you know, seminars and I read a lot of books and I, you know, buy a lot of cookbooks that are based around, you know, healthy eating. And so I just really like to make sure that I am putting the cleanest, healthiest foods in my body that I possibly can. Now, does that mean that I don't ever indulge? Of course I do. You know, (laughs) we all have to have chocolate now and then we have to, you know, but um, again, it's really, I think about what we do 80% of the time, what we're putting in our bodies that really um, is really critical and really important. Yes, absolutely. And I'm definitely a firm believer that we don't get everything from our foods. I have a health business as well with supplementation. And I think that's important, high quality, making sure you're getting everything you need because everybody is different, but every body and body chemistry is different as well. And I'm so curious too, what inspired you to actually take the initiative to start getting back into that entrepreneurial world after you retired? Was there anything that happened? Yes. So actually, just about a year prior to retiring, I developed um, high blood pressure. And it really scared me because here I am always being healthy. And so I immediately went on a plant based diet. And I had kind of dabbled in plant based eating prior to that, but wasn't really serious. So then I did more serious, um, you know, explored it more started finding easier recipes, because that was one of my challenges as uh, when I initially tried to eat plant based was that it was hard to find recipes, it was it felt very time consuming. And I was still cooking for my family, which, um, you know, includes my husband and a sister who lives with us. And so I was preparing two separate meals, and it just became complicated. So I was fortunate in that I found a company that offers great spices and blends and food packages, you know, it's packages, but they're all clean. There's no um, chemicals and additives and any of that. It's really like spice blends that makes cooking any food, but especially for me, the plant-based, it just made it really, really simple to do. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. I think a lot of people struggle when they're going plant-based of finding recipes that are easy and not time-consuming, but being able to find ways to make it easier. And can you discuss the impact of incorporating more plants onto people's plates and how individuals are guided through that experience of weight loss, but also overall just healthy changes and adopting into that plant-based meals and plates? Right. So one thing that I like to do, Dr. C, is help people understand how much the uh, food industry is putting, um, you know, all kinds of chemicals and those kind of things into the foods that we 
typically eat and how really detrimental to our health that is. And the the closer we can get to just eating whole foods, just, you know, vegetables and fruits and plants, and even if you eat meat, to make meat like a smaller portion of your plate. And um, the idea in this program that I like to teach people is that a quarter of your plate should be a lean protein. And then, you know, about a quarter some um complex carbs, like some, you know, nice whole grains and stuff, and about half of your plate, the fruits and vegetables. And when you think about very often, what people are looking at is eating their plate is probably half protein with a little tiny portion of vegetables and a little, you know, bit of potato or something. So I'm really um, helping people to understand that the more plants that we eat, uh, the better off we are. And I think, um, People know that it's just a matter of accepting that and saying, yeah, you know, you're probably right. We, I need to eat more plants. And I am finding people are um, happy as they start transitioning and, and putting more plants on their plate. Absolutely. And you're right. I think people know that you got to eat your vegetables. And like, we're taught that when we're little, a lot of us are taught that Mm -hmm. when we're little, but like as we get older and time is of the essence and we're like, well, I don't have time to like steam vegetables, but what's the alternative for health? And like you had a situation where it really focused in on, okay, I need to change a few things for blood pressure and just making sure that you were okay. But in the grand scheme of things too, it's you've always had that initial thought of like being healthy and you were, it was just changing a few things. And what are some of the common challenges or misconceptions that individuals face when trying to incorporate more plants onto their meals? (laughs) That's a great question because some people think that it's going to be really boring because they're not (laughs) going to have much to eat. But honestly, when you think about it, um, there's only a handful of different meats that we eat, but there are literally hundreds of plant foods. And there are likely a lot of vegetables and a lot of fruits out there that people have never even tried or attempted to try. So it's it's getting them to open up and, and be courageous enough to try some new, you know, uh, vegetables, new fruits that they've never tried before. And uh, it was so funny because last night I was doing a uh, Meatless Monday. I do that on on Mondays. I do it live. And uh, I was making a lentil tacos and and someone uh, said, oh, my gosh, I can't imagine. But (laughs) I said, believe me, you have to try it. It's absolutely delicious. And, you know, you put the seasoning in there and then you put your salsa and your, you know, your guac and your lettuce and tomatoes on top. And you really would not even necessarily know that it was lentils instead of, you know, chopped beef in there. You really wouldn't. It's got all the same flavors. So it's true. It's about the flavor, right? Because I think like, I don't know if you've ever had like impossible or beyond beef where it tastes exactly like regular beef, but it's just made from plants. Of course it's Mm -hmm. processed and like staying away from processes is important, but like it tastes exactly the same. So the other night, my fiance and I, we made possible tacos. It just sort of triggered my thought, but I think (laughs) it's so cool how many variations that we can have. And we don't really know because if we're not exposed to it or we're not having to research it or figure it out, we don't know. 
I didn't until I became pescatarian. I had no idea how many fruits and vegetables there were. I was just like the standard. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Because you don't always see it at like a regular grocery store. There's other like farmer markets and other things that you can really tap into. But what are some of the provided action steps that you give people or challenges how they can address not being able to find it or saying that there's challenges around it? Like what steps can people take to make it easier for themselves outside of listening to Meatless Monday as well? But (laughs) (laughs) is there anything that they can do starting today? Yeah. So I think the one thing they can really do is just, you know, kind of track exactly what are you eating, you know, and, and if you write it down and see what you are eating and try to, over the course of, I, I did this experiment once with a group over the course of a week, see if you can eat 30 different plant foods. And it's mm-hmm. amazing when people really tried how much they really could, because again, we get so hung up in, you know, we eat the green beans, the peas or the corn, that's our vegetable, but there are, you know, literally hundreds. And even, you know, I like to buy the, the lettuce, uh, the, the box of greens that's already mixed. And there's about eight or 10 different greens in there. And so if you buy that there, you already have eight or 10 different plants that you're eating in one salad, you know, um, those are really nice. Those mixed boxes of, uh, greens. Yeah. Yeah. They're handy. It makes, um, for a really nice, uh, salad. That's another thing that I always encourage people to do because again, a lot of people think of a salad as uh, lettuce, tomato, cucumber, maybe a little bit of shredded, um, carrots, right? Mm -hmm. But I tell people, you know, experiment, throw fruit on there. You, you, I I don't know if you've ever done that, you know, you put Mm -hmm. some berries on there, you put some apples in there, even dried fruit, nuts, seeds. And I, I, a lot of times will throw in whatever leftover vegetables I had from the night before, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe even heat them up a little bit and toss them on the salad. I mean, there's so many things you can do with salads and, and, and make them, different every time. And as well as grains, you can throw whole grains on there, your rice, your quinoa, any of that, throw that on top of your salads as well. And it just, it'll make it a meal instead of just a a little side. Mm, Get me hungry. (laughs) (laughs) No, it sounds delicious, but you're right. I think it's experimenting because if you didn't grow up with it or you're not exposed to it, it's getting creative with it. Just like with business, you get creative with business. It's the same with our food too, because it can get boring, especially if you're having a piece of chicken breast and green beans and like some other dish, but it gets really boring and being able to spice it up or add spices, fruit, anything that's going to make it a little bit more filling, but also delicious too, where you don't feel like dread eating it. Because I hear so many people that have been on diets or Anything along those lines, like, well, I have to eat my salad, but make it fun. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's yes, what you make do. It fun. Make it fun. <laughs> and I'm so curious too, because I know you have a lot of different recipes just from your experience and how you've been really helping people. But what are some of the most popular or transformational recipes that have been really received by individuals seeking that plant-based lifestyle? Okay. So one of the easiest things and, and things that I've turned a lot of people on to is having a smoothie in the morning. Smoothies are just so, they can be so power packed with plants. Um, I recommend a good quality plant 
um, protein powder because you want to make sure you've got some protein. If you don't have the protein powder, you can throw in, you know, a, a tablespoon of uh, peanut butter or almond butter, that kind of thing. But the the scoop of protein powder just is really nice. And then I pile in the greens. You can use kale, you can use spinach, and believe it or not, celery really adds a nice freshness to uh, a smoothie. It's it's really really good. And then you throw in some frozen berries and whatever kind of berries you like, you, you know, you put in some strawberries and frozen bananas. You know how um, when you your bananas start to get really brown and then you like for me, I don't really like to eat them once they get soft and brown like that. So that's when I cut them up and I stick them in the freezer I peel them, put them in the freezer and those you throw them in your smoothie and it adds like a lot of sweetness and it'll uh, give you some really good sweetness. So I've had a bunch of people who now just regularly have smoothies in the morning for their breakfast, as opposed to bacon and eggs or bacon, you know, which um, the smoothie is going to help unclog those <laughs> arteries yes. uh, that the bacon and eggs are clogging up. <laughs> Absolutely. And I love that you said that too, because I think smoothies, it makes things so much easier. I know like in winter time here in Colorado, I'm like, I don't want a smoothie because it's so cold out, but I do think it's so nutrition packed when we have it in a smoothie because you can get really creative with it. You can add protein powder. So you're still getting the protein you need to function throughout the day, but also it like affects your skin in a good way. Like there's so many benefits and I think it just makes it easier too, especially if you're on the go, you throw everything in a blender and you're Good. Yep. And out the door. Yes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Super easy. And just with everything that you have done, I know your background is in education and I know you did your whole career as a teacher and then school principal and bringing that with you into retirement. How does your approach on educating and empowering individuals, what have you seen the benefits of just being able to share about your plant-based diets and lifestyle? What has been the the receiving end for everybody that is watching you. So I, I I use like a lot that I learned in my teaching career. I was a special ed teacher, so I had to specialize everything for all of my students. And so that's where I think um, I I really shine in offering services to my um, my clients. You know, to people who come to me because the, they'll come to me with a specific challenge. You know, like gosh. Every day I'm going, you know, and getting myself a super caramel latte coffee. Now, how do I stop that? So, you know, I I can take the time and really look at individually what, because everybody struggles with something different. And so that's where um, I, I feel I really shine because I help to really incorporate not only just globally some concepts, but individually helping people overcome their specific challenge. What is it that they're really struggling with? They don't want to give that up. And maybe they don't have to give it up. Maybe you just have that coffee on Fridays, you know, because sometimes it's about, you know, finding a balance and maybe eventually they'll give that coffee up. But that's a lot to say. You never can have one of those again. I mean, that's crazy. You can't do that. But you know, start with, okay, well, maybe it's twice a week, maybe it's, you know, whatever, wherever people can start. And I like to meet people where they're at, and just help them take those baby steps. Because when you, it can become overwhelming, if you're, you know, you're, you know, you're not eating right. And I'm telling you, you know, about all these great things that you should be eating. And you're thinking, oh, my gosh, I have to change my 
entire diet 360 degrees. No, let's take little baby steps. Okay, let's work on, you know, this, let's get this coffee out of your, you know, your daily routine. Yeah. So that's what I do. I love it. And I think it's so tangible too. And I love that you were a special education teacher because my mom just retired last or two years ago now of being a special education teacher. And I think it's so rewarding what you do and what you did. But also I think that specialization of each person is different, each individual and what their diet looks like, taking it in bite sizes, literally, (laughs) but but being able to, okay, if you're having coffee every day, like going to Starbucks or any coffee shop, being able to, okay, let's tone it down to like five days a week instead of seven. And like taking it in those small steps can make such a big difference. It might not seem like a a, I don't know, a process or anything like that, or taking those action steps, but they are. And I think that's the beautiful thing. That's when change happens. When you take it in small steps versus like, I'm going to change everything overnight. And that doesn't work. We all know that. We all know that. Yes. (laughs) I mean, we can be very ambitious (laughs) in thinking that, (laughs) (laughs) but the reality might be a little bit different. And so I'm just really curious, is there any like particular strategies that you do use when it comes to taking it in small steps? Like, how do you approach that with individuals you work with? Again, I really look at where are they at? What are they comfortable doing? And let's try to move to what their goal is, you know, find out where do you want to get to, you know, maybe they don't want to give up that coffee. Okay, so let's see, you know, what are some other options? And um, so yeah, again, it's really about listening to what the, you know, what the individual wants and in where they want to end up and, um, you know, what I can help them do to tweak, to, to get closer to their goal. Yes, absolutely. And everybody is different, but I would love to hear maybe a success story or two from individuals that have implemented the guidance that you've given, but also just have experienced significant positive changes in their life. There's uh, one woman who actually started eating more plant-based prior to her meeting me. And um, she really turned her health around. And since we've connected, it's been several months now, she's she's incorporating even more meals and more um, plant-based and we exchange recipes. It's really fun that, to be able to do that. But her cholesterol dropped well over a hundred points and she is down to her ideal body weight where she wants to be. And again, it was a process. It was a, a year long process. Just that just reinforced that, yes, this really is the right way. And she is not 100% plant-based. She just, she eats a lot of plant-based meals, but she also will put, you know, some meat on her salad or, she, you know, sometimes when she's eating with her husband, she'll cook a meal that, you know, he wants to eat, you know, kind of thing. So she's not 100% plant-based, but she eats way more plants than she ever did before. And then a woman that I just recently started working with, um, Actually, she started following me a couple of months ago and she reached out to me soon after she started following me and just was so grateful that somebody was finally listening to her instead of having the doctor harping at her that she needed to lose weight and she needed, you know, and she said, I just feel so empowered myself. She just felt like she was making the decisions herself. It wasn't because somebody was, you know, like I said, harping on her. 
And she loves uh, my meatless Mondays. And last week, she really, you know, buckled down and she lost four pounds last week. She was super, super excited. And I said, that's what you got to do. You know, just just stick with it. And I also encourage people, you know, a lot of times you might lose four pounds and next week, two of them might creep back on. That's okay. We got to look at the, you know, the big picture and just keep moving forward because we all have setbacks, you know, we're we, I'll tell you, food can be very addictive. And this is something that I talk to people about as well. And it truly is addictive. I mean, they have proven um, that those sensors in our brains light up, you know, just like they would for someone who's addicted to cocaine, the same areas of the brain um, do light up uh, when a, you know, big chocolate lava cake is put to somebody who craves that, right? So, it, and and um, the food industry actually hires craveability experts. It's their job. They're scientists that work in the food industry to help make the food, you know, so craveable, like so that, you know, it's got the right amount of fat, right amount of sugar, right amount of salt, so that we really, really want more. So mm-hmm. I... I really try to help people understand that it's not your fault that you're craving this food. It's really biologically, our bodies crave fat, sugar, and salt. That's what, our, you know, we just naturally do. So it's really a matter of giving ourselves grace when we do indulge in stuff that maybe, you know, darn, I wasn't supposed to eat that. That's okay. You know, you start again tomorrow and you just um, allow yourself to have um, those moments. And, and we have to, you know, you, any diet, any health plan, any kind of eating plan that completely restricts a certain food is not going to work really for anybody because then it's just going to make you want it more. So it's all about eating in moderation and understanding that, you know, the bulk of your food needs to be healthy, nutritious to fuel our bodies so we can keep going. Yes, I I couldn't agree more. And just even as you were talking about that, I think a big part of it is moderation and just really being mindful of the foods, like how it lights us up. My dissertation was about mind-body connection and mindful eating of understanding how eating a chip versus eating an apple, how what it affects our body. How do we feel when we're eating it? And that's why I feel like plant-based diet, it's more about just the plants, getting more plants on people's lives. It's not saying cut out the meat completely or cut out this completely. But just seeing that difference, how we show up too, even just from the inside out, how it starts to work. And it is about fueling the body. Of course, we love sweets. We love sugar. All that stuff is great. (laughs) But it's moderation too. And I, I love that that's what you really focus on of just meeting people where they're at, what they're looking for, and how we can just incorporate more of it on their plate where it's going to fuel them versus drain them. Because those sweets can definitely drain us or irritability or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Like, I I know I get irritable if I don't have my coffee, but (laughs) moderation. Mm -hmm. I'm practicing that one. Absolutely. I'm curious, do you have any advice for any individuals that are maybe considering adopting a plant-based lifestyle, but are unsure where to start? So um, I I would recommend a, a website called Forks Over Knives. It's a great plant place. You're probably familiar with that. I love that website. It is a really good place to start. They have a lot of great information. Like there's a lot of health information in there because there's doctors and all of that that give you. And I think when you understand the real health benefits, it's going to help you really want to um, be more 
mindful of what you're eating and really putting more plants on your plate. And then I, um, I actually have a Facebook group that I, um, it's called Your Epic Life Begins Here. Yep. And it's where I help people and I guide people. We do, you know, a weekly um, group coaching session. And then I'm always available for individual, like I said, those kind of, you know, things I, I'm available to people if they have specific challenges. But we talk about, you know, what to eat and how to eat. And I, I provide a lot of recipes and um, all of that kind of stuff in there. So that would be a great place to go as well. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you sharing those resources. And I definitely think the Facebook group is going to help so many people and being able to have your coaching too, of being able to just understand where to start becomes the overwhelming part because like we were talking about food too, it's, we have to have it every day to survive. So especially yeah. if there is any addiction around it or anything, it's just being able to maneuver it and have that first step. And that's the biggest part. And how do you envision your impact expanding in the future? Do you have any plans to reach a larger audience or collaborate to, with other health and wellness professionals too? Well, I would love to um, expand, expand my group. And um, I am looking to get on more podcasts so that I can spread the word. And I love listening to podcasts myself. So I think podcasts are like the way to go. And I, um, so that's, I mean, I don't have any visions to be like a super huge, you know, kind of um, expert by any means, but the more people that I can help to understand, um, you know, the power of this, I do have a vision to write a book. I actually am a co-author in a book that just hit a uh, bestseller on Amazon and it's coming out in paperback. Actually, they're on their way to me um, as we speak. So I will have them available very soon. But in there, I really talked about the importance of, you know, eating and um, how as a busy entrepreneur who has like many entrepreneurs are juggling so many different things. And a lot of entrepreneurs also have a full-time job as well as, you know, a lot of people start um, businesses on the side kind of thing. And if you're not fueling your body properly, you're going to really burn out and you're going to, you know, see that burnout come quicker. And I also talk about um, moving, you know, having some kind of recreational type activity, because we've got to also find room for that in our lives, because you can't be all work, 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 you've got to, you know, have time to play as well. And if you can add movement movement into it, um, all the better. Because for those of us that sit at a desk all day, that's not healthy either. And hopefully people have a little, I have this little crazy watch that, you know, every hour it tells me, get up, <laughs> get up and, you know, stand up. So it's, it is important that we move as well. So I have visions of writing an entire book kind of around that as people retire, especially. And I, I'm very mindful of that because I, I, uh, a lot of people said, well, when you retire, well, what are you going to do? Aren't you going to be bored? I'm like, I am so busy now. <laughs> I love yeah. to stay busy. And I think it's important, especially as people start thinking about retirement, because most people retire sometime in their 60s. Our average lifespan is 80s. You're talking about 20 years. I hope people aren't just going to sit around and watch TV for 20 years because, you know, there's just still so much more life to live. So my book is going to kind of be around, you know, what what can you do to really 
enjoy those last 20 or 30 years of your life. So. Well, I'm super excited for that book. You'll have to let me know when it's live so we can I all order let you it. Know. <laughs> well, at least we're putting it out in the universe and it will come true. Mm -hmm. But I love that you really do focus on that. And I do love that you talked about movement as well, because a lot of people hear the word exercise and they're like, no, but just moving our bodies, because I do think our mind and our body are so important, our health. We can't do all these amazing things if we don't have our health. And you mentioned it so beautifully too, of just how entrepreneurs are always on the go, even just even if you're working full time and nine to five, you're still on mm -hmm. the go. If you have children or taking care of parents that are older, anything like that, like there's so many different facets that happen and factors that play into our everyday life. But being able to just recognize what we put in our body and what we do for our body is going to either put us in the right direction or make us work a little bit harder. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. And and I think that's the hard part, but I would love to know what are some tools that you've used to build your business as you're starting to get the out there more, getting on more podcasts, getting your mission and your message out there. What has been really beneficial in that process of building your business? So I, I really, I, I started on Facebook and just reaching out and, you know, going into different groups and, you know, just trying to meet people that way. But what I started doing recently is um, video. Because short form video is really like what people enjoy. So I put a lot of my recipes, I speed them up, you know, and uh, do a lot of short form video so I can put that out on, um, I'm everywhere. I'm in Instagram and TikTok and YouTube shorts and, you know, reels. And and um, so I think short form video, and uh, I took a course with a guy who's great. And if anybody's interested, you know, um, get in touch with me and I'll tell you who this guy is, <laughs> but he's got a great course on uh, how to really do short form video. Well, how to just do video in general, but um, especially how to use short form video. And I use a tool called CapCut and it's a video editing mm -hmm. tool and it's really simple to use and the price is very reasonable. Um, it's not hundreds, it's, it's less than a hundred dollars for the year. I think it's around 70 ish dollars for the whole year. So it's a very reasonable tool and it, it's very user-friendly. I mean, I'm not a super, super techie person. I'm not, you know, totally untechie, but, uh, I learned how to do it. And there's a lot of graphics you can add to it and a lot of splash and a lot of, you know, all that kind of stuff that, you know, makes our videos look good. Yes, no, absolutely. I appreciate you sharing those tools because they are really beneficial, especially video. I think that is it's been around, but I think it's only going to grow and expand because people want that connection, especially with like AI now and all these other features like that authenticity of just being able to talk to the camera and talk to the people and be able to show too, especially food, you can show mm -hmm. the recipes and being able to speed it up and all the factors that go into what you're doing, but also hearing it from or other people hearing it as well. And I know you've been on this journey now for a while, but what has been maybe two or three lessons that you've learned that have been really beneficial that you could share with the audience today? So I think um, number one is don't give up. <laughs> Just keep on plugging away and keep, you know what? 
it took me a while to really find my true niche. And I've always had this health and wellness kind of thing going on. And then it wasn't until this past, uh, well, about two years ago when I started with the cooking thing. And then this past year when I really kind of brought it all together and really said, okay, this is really who I want to serve. You know, um, it's important to figure out what group we really want to serve. I am, you know, doesn't necessarily mean just women, but I tend to attract women over 35 that are looking at their health and wanting to, you know, make some changes and um, improve their health or lose weight. I mean, a combination of the two. And so that is really where my focus is, but I wasn't always there. And so I would say, you know, on your entrepreneurial journey, don't be just stuck in one lane and, you know, really play around with things until you find something because eventually you will find where your passion is. And then it's not like work anymore. Every time I'm getting ready to make a recipe, I'm like, oh, I better grab my camera, you know, and I set it up and then, you know, but it's not like I'm already cooking anyways. It's no big deal, you know, so I just set my phone up and, you know, I have a little tripod it's, it doesn't take a lot of fancy equipment. And that's another thing. Sometimes entrepreneurs think, oh, I have to have the best equipment. I have to have, well, no, I bought a tripod, you know, I don't know, maybe $25, $30, you know, on Amazon. I use my phone. Our phones today are, have fabulous cameras. I mean, so that's what I use. That's, and, and then I have a, you know, a, I have a desktop with a pretty big screen, but only because I like having a big screen now that I'm older. But if you just have a laptop, a laptop works too. So this was kind of like my retirement gift to myself was, you know, a nice big desktop. <laughs> you don't need that. You know, I know um, a woman who does a lot of uh, video and she does it all on her phone. Like she does all of the editing and everything right on her phone. So you really, you, you use what you have. And as you grow, if you want to upgrade you can but people should not ever think that they don't have the right tools you just you know start getting out there and one thing I learned about video and I'll share this is that it gets easier because the first few videos are so tough to do you know you feel like oh my gosh you know you're stumbling over your words and all of that but just get out there. And I had a coach one time tell me this weekend, I want you to take 100 selfies. And it was really just to get accustomed to being in front of my own camera, you know, and so just start doing it. It's okay. Because especially if you're putting video up on, you know, Facebook or whatever, it's gone in a couple of days. So, you know, if you mess it up, or you could delete it, if it's, if you really don't like it, you can easily delete it, but just get on video and just start doing it. Mm, well said, you know, it's so interesting. Like the first few videos are so challenging. When I started about six years ago now, it was really hard for me. I was like, oh my God, nobody's going to listen or I don't want people to see it. <laughs> I was like, this is rough. But now it comes natural because once you practice anything, just like when you're learning in school, you don't know the alphabet, right? When you come out of the womb, like you have to, like learn and it takes time and counting and all those things. But I think the more we do something, the more it becomes more natural, especially if we're passionate about it. But I love that you didn't give up and you continued through and it was something you're super passionate about. And just for other people listening too, if you're passionate about it, 
keep going for it. Mm -hmm. It might not look exactly how you envisioned it. It might be even better. But I just appreciate what you've shared so far today. There's been so many insights, but where can people find you? Find your Facebook group. We're going to link everything below, but if you could let us know too. Okay, so it's Dara Lee Simmons, and I'm everywhere on Facebook as Dara Lee Simmons. I'm on Instagram, Dara Lee Simmons. I'm on YouTube as Dara Lee Simmons. And um, my my Facebook group is um, Your Ep Epic Life Begins Here. And that'll be in the show notes. So please, you know, connect with me and I am right here and I would love to help you. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Dara, for just coming on again and just sharing all the insights, especially about just being healthier from the inside out and really looking at our plate, what's on our plate in order to just incorporate a little bit more colorful things versus other things as well. Mm -hmm. But it's been such a pleasure having you. And I so appreciate you coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it every minute of it. Thanks a Absolutely. lot, Dr. C. Thank you. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment below. What was the biggest takeaway from Dara today? She gave us a lot of insight. Maybe how are you changing your lifestyle as well? But we'll see you on the next episode.